What's up, you guys? Welcome to the June 21st edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down a hectic, wild, and a lot of adjective NBA draft with some trades. We had uh, some surprises, not so much at the top. We'll talk about that, talk about who went where, who didn't do well, who did do well, and everything in between. With me to do so is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's going on, man? So I've covered the draft for like five years. You've probably done it for about like 10 years. That was like the weirdest thing we've ever like we've ever covered. Look, every team starting from four, it felt like was was picking for another team. Like every single rookie was wearing a different hat. It was just yeah. so confusing. Shams was dropping typos everywhere. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> but man, it was a lot of fun though. Yeah, then the the Jalen Hands pick like changed hands, huh? Like, yep. like like seven times or something. Just yep. nuts. Even like it picked seventeen in the past like week and a half. It was in on three different teams. Yep, with uh, Brooklyn to Atlanta to the Pelicans, like it's just yep. ridiculous for that yep. like that high to be changed so much. It was hard was, to keep that, up, man. That was a big theme, but um, yeah. So we're, we're gonna go over all this stuff, but we got to kind of go non fantasy here, which is tied into fantasy. Uh, the Suns. Uh, I have gone on probably more rants about the Suns than any other team, perhaps maybe every team combined, um, because I, I just don't get what the hell they did yesterday. They had the, really the first big news of the day when they traded T.J. Warren. And the and the thirty second pick for cap space and cash, <laughs> like I get that TJ Warren isn't part of your plan, and I get that you drafted so many guys, and I get that Kelly Oubre exceeded expectations, which also they lucked into Oubre by the way, because they mm-hmm. weren't supposed to get him originally if they knew uh, which guys they were going to trade for and knew first names, but um, anyway, it was just a disaster. So they basically traded back from six to eleven to go from Jerry Culver to go to a 30 I'm sorry 23 year old Cam Johnson who's older than Devin Booker. Yeah. Like Devin Booker has a 6000 point head start on him in his NBA career and he's younger. And they picked up Dario Saric, who I love the homie Dario, but mm-hmm. I mean he's a cheap deal. I get they're going to need a four man, but it's just I I just don't get it, dude. And like really the point is they don't draft that poorly. I mean, you look at some of the guys they picked, like Warren has been good, obviously Booker, some other guys, but like they are just so hell bent on resetting their rosters and just trying to go at like you can't just give up on guys that fast. They're giving up. They gave up Warren for again basically negative nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then like they're giving up on Okobo. They're giving up on Melton. They traded for Melton. They called Okobo basically a top fifteen player when they drafted him in the second round. And all, yep. all of a sudden it's just like all right, no, we'll just draft new guys at the same positions and hope it works out. Like and what you know, know the best part about it though is that they traded to get off Warren's salary, but now they have they traded for the rights to pay Dario Sarage. Yeah, and Sarage is going to command double Warren. Well, easily, yeah, right? he's pretty much gone after this year. I think he gets what yeah. three and a half on on a cheap deal, and then so they took that money on, and then they took the Aaron Baines money on. I get that they could probably squeeze him into a mid level or something, but like, yeah, I saw Bobby Marks said they have fourteen uh fourteen mil space on them with the Ubre. So they're going to renounce Ubre and try to sign somebody good like. And then like, you're gonna want stretch Tyler Johnson for over three years, like to just assign somebody. Like, what are you gonna do that to yourself? Just like bite the bullet. You suck. Move on. Set. Just take one. Sh- I almost cursed. One <laughs> bad. Take one bad g- crop and just let it go, and then grow a new crop when they're all gone. Like they keep dragging this out. It's just ridiculous. I don't get it. Yeah, I have no idea why they're shedding salary. Like, I can understand yeah. if you want to shed salary and go after like a D'Angelo Russell, but they're not even doing that. They have. Barely any cap space as as we go right now, so it's just so confusing. And like Cam Johnson, like literally before the draft, a report from Jake Fisher comes out saying he has huge red flags because it's because he has injuries to both hips, and now he's going 
30 spots higher than where he was projected before that came out. Like, this is just so confusing. It's it's so bad. Like, on top mm-hmm. of that, I mean, just I get that he's a great shooter. And it's just like, are they, oh, yeah. They, honestly, it's like they're drafting for their jobs. They want to get an experienced guy. Yeah. Like, they had Jeff Bauer come in there, and James Jones doesn't doesn't have any idea what he's doing. No offense to him, but, like, he's in over his head. How many yeah. wings do you need, Phoenix? Yeah, I don't get it, dude. Like, they have all these guys that just do the same things over and over. I think Ty Jerome's a good pick. I know Raphael Johnson's high on him, but, like, mm-hmm. and honestly, the, the point of all this for fantasy is, like, I'm not drafting Suns, dude. I no. said it, like, every year, I'm like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I took Ubre in the mock we just did in round nine, which I felt like was a steal. And, like, now I don't even know. He's probably going to be there next year. Like, I just, I can't do it, dude. I just don't trust, I don't trust ownership. I don't trust front offices. It's just crazy that, like, fantasy is just a whole different animal, man. You have to take in so many factors with this whole rest stuff, with the whole tanking stuff. And now I know that they're, they're trying to limit tanking, but teams that want to lose are going to try to lose more because they don't want to fall from, you know, fourth to eighth instead, you know, especially when it's usually, um, I know Tom Habershow had written, like, after six, it's usually a pretty downward trend. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm done, dude. Like, I'm not taking Booker in round two anymore. Uh, I'm not taking eight in round three anymore. I'm not taking Ubre. I'm not, I'm just done, dude. So we're yeah. buffing them all down around, basically. Like, Mikel Bridges was going to be a sleeper yeah. of mine, but I don't know if I can do that anymore because they have 19 wings. Like, yeah. it's just... Or the I mean, minutes I'm down. I'm down to take him too, but like, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have like nobody on my board that I want to take, and I'm always gonna right. have somebody else I want to take. Right. And like, so I, was, I, I almost took Mikel Bridges in one of my last uh, the mock we did, and I was like, eh, nope, son. So, <laughs> so a theme this year is to avoid bad teams because of like the new tanking rules. So like. As it stands right now, the Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns look like a bottom five team. That's why we're saying all this, basically. Yeah. Even still, like even if they're decent, and like honestly, the worst thing that could happen to them is that they start out well. Yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna be so they'll be all just misled and stuff. But yeah. I think Monty Williams is a good coach. I think he has a good hire and all that. And like obviously, I love Pace, and they they seem like a team that can run. But I just don't get what they're doing at all. It makes zero sense to just like how how did how was that the best offer they got for T.J. Warren? He had a 58 true shooting percentage last year. He had he showed he can guard fours. He hit the three, I think, at 40-something percent. 18 points per game. He's hurt a lot. He's missed 15-plus games per year. But it's probably mostly on the Suns, too, for sitting him down all the time. Yep, and Jarrett Culver fell into their laps, too. Jarrett Culver is a guy who's been, like, number two and number three on, like, just a ton of uh, highly respected big boards. So, like, that's just out-of-this-world confusing why they'd pass on him for Cam Johnson. They tied for the second-best record, second-worst record in the NBA, and... Their best pick in a draft is a 23-year-old dude. Yep. Like, Embarrassing. Yeah. All right. So let's change gears. Uh, I, I wanted to cap it at five minutes. We went six. So, <laughs> uh, Okay. So let's talk Zion. We've talked a lot about him. We've known this. Um, pretty much what it comes down to is I think he's a second rounder, and I've said some things on the last pod, but I want hand to hand it to you on one more thing that I looked up today. Uh, okay. So if you look up his stats, that are Duke, they're insane, right? It's just like... Basically, mm-hmm. just categories over the place. 23 points, 9 boards, 2 dimes, 2 steals, and almost 2 blocks in 30 minutes per game. But also, Duke played at a 1.87 possessions per minute, uh, where the Pelicans are playing uh, 2.2 per minute. So, you're talking a lot of extra possessions, Obviously, and that's factoring in the 48 to 40 difference in college, so I'm talking just per minute. So, right. like, dude, I, I get that you're going to drop off a little bit in your per minute production, but he's going to get more chances to produce. So, like, honestly, and with Barrett there, Reddish there, like, I don't think that 20 and 9 and 
one and a half, one and a half, and point eight trays. Like that seems doable, and that's first round player right there. You want to know what it reminds me of? It's like a third year Giannis. That's that set. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty honestly. Good. And like you, you talked about the pace. It could be even higher next yeah. year too. They got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Jackson Hayes selects to run. Like this team, this team is going to be tied uh, near the top of a, with Atlanta in terms of pace. Yeah, like, they were just behind this year, and they may pass them. I think I love I love the Hawks too. We'll get to them in a second. But go ahead. Right. So, so yeah. Zion in round two for me all day, as long as you want to punt free throws. I feel like he's going to be a high-volume free throw shooter, and I think he was around like 60-something percent in college. So a punt free throw build for Zion, he's second round easily. Yeah, so here's here's how I've been thinking about it. So I think there's really only maybe 12 guys you could make a case for, uh, or 11 I would say, that I'd be like, okay, I would take them uh, over Zion right now and without without thinking about it too much. Harden, Cat, Steph, AD, Jokic, Dame, PG, Giannis, Gobert, Drummond, and Drew. Those are the only guys, and I, I would put Bradley Beal really close. But again, I'm worried about the Wizards front office. Like you're drafting without a general manager. Like yeah. you're in that front office. I don't trust that. So like you can make a case for him at 12. Like sure, which is, which is Why crazy. Not? Like first round, first round rookie. I get that mad risk, but like that, well, I don't, you gotta, I you gotta think... consider this too. Like the, the biggest concern with uh, high. Uh, High pick rookies is their their team is usually awful, but the Pelicans could legit be a seventh or eighth seed. With this oh, team for sure, built. they're loaded, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like they're off Solomon Hill's contract. They got they got so much back in that trade. Like, yeah, it's crazy. They like usually, especially when you play fantasy. You know, we always say if you give up the best player in the deal, you better make damn sure it's worth it. Yeah, and like for it, sure yeah. they made it worth. And they're two big deals, like. So if Ingram and if Ingram and Lonzo Ball played to the level they showed after the All Star break, that's a playoff team. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would. I would, Yeah, I mean it's gonna be close. They're gonna be in the chase for sure. Yeah, like they're obviously going for. It. And even um, Griffin said yesterday, it's Drew Holiday's team. Yep. Like they're not ready to turn it over yet. Like this team is just ready to go. Absolutely. So are you with? Is there anybody else you would throw in there for the names I said? Um, off the top of my head, it's hard to say right now, just okay. because we don't know what's gonna happen to free agency. Yeah, but, for yeah, sure. Like. Zion, sure, if you want to say... Like, over Kawhi, yes. Over Embiid, yes. Yeah, of course. Over Booker, yes. Yeah. Um, Gaines played is Gaines played is huge, man. I, I feel like Embiid's going to follow that Kawhi load management plan next year. Capella? I would take uh, Zion over Capella. I think I would, too. The more I, I had Capella, like, just ahead, but I would flip it now. Miles the Turner? Tra- the trade thing kind of scares me with Capella, too. Yeah, I, I mean, he's still so highly paid, but the Rocket right. system helps him, though. Yeah, but I, I still yeah hits close. I would probably take Zion. Well, let's see who else we can go here. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Zion, man. Yeah, same. Like I said, like I said, next year I feel like there's going to be 10, 10 to fifteen veterans that are going to follow that Kawhi load management plan. Yep, I'm serious. I yeah, like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm not drafting anybody over thirty unless they fall right. insanely far. Yep. So and that's but, that's good stuff. Start including Stephen missing Curry. like every third game, right? What's up? It was insane. I think Butler missed like ha- had so many management. Uh, yeah, I know it's because he was on the Wolves and they were trying to keep him healthy for the trade. But even when, even in Philly, he had a few maintenance days too. So yeah. no thanks. I'll take Zion. He's gonna get some management for sure. So let's wrap up the Pelicans. Uh, Jackson Hayes. Um, do you see him making an impact early? He's pretty pretty athletic guy. Fits in the system um, pretty well. Not early. Uh, he's a, he's definitely an upside play for the Pelicans. His rebound rate was like seventeen percent. It was really really bad. He's super skinny. It's like I think it weighs like two hundred twenty. Uh, he's basically just a rim protector now. They're just taking a gamble on upside. Uh, I think the Pelicans are going to stick with Jaheel Okafor for now, and I think Christian Woods uh, ready nice. to contribute again next season too. So I don't think Jackson Hayes is going to make a big impact year one. 
And then upside you, pick for and sure. And then we like the Alexander Nikola Alexander Walker pick too, but not really a fantasy thing. Right. Maybe eighth or ninth rotation guy. I think they, yeah. they got each one more next year, right? Uh, yeah. I think so. I think, I think so. he's cheap, one more year. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think Nike Alexander Walker would probably be like a ninth rotation guy ahead yeah, of Frank if, Jackson. If that. But yeah, he should be pretty good. Uh, good to move on. We're good. All right. So John Morant, uh, he went. So the last time we were in the pod, we were saying like 50. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously he's going to have the field goal issues. He's going to be like Westbrook Light. So yeah. Like 50? Pretty, maybe earlier? Um, honestly, you can make a case for him in round four. Yeah. Honestly, what are you, what are you I, expecting stat wise? We talked about him so much too, so I, don't want to um, much about him. I would say eighteen nine four, uh, one point five steals, point five blocks, one oh, okay. threes. Yeah, I think I, I'm really high on him. Yeah, his assist percentage was higher than Trey Young's. It was fifty one point two percent compared to Trey Young's forty eight point nine. So like, this guy can pass, man. And uh, Miff, if you heard the new Memphis coach talk in his press conference. The grit and grind era is over. They want to run, so that that really favors Morant. So I think he could have like a Trey Young like rookie year. Yeah, I'm kind of like I, I've been really gun shy on drafting Grizzlies too, but I'm mm-hmm. a little bit more convinced now that they're going to be better. I'm trying to talk myself into it. Uh, I really uh, really like the Brandon Clark pickup too. Yeah, um, absolutely. Set a conference record in blocks in the season, 117 blocks. Like mm-hmm. crazy athletic, great fit. I feel like him and JJJ could just kill, and they're yeah. just going to unload so many guys like. I feel like, like you said, that's a good comparison. Like they're basically like one year behind the Hawks uh, yep. for what they're going to try to do. So maybe if like um, JJJ doesn't come back, which I'm sorry, uh, JV doesn't come back, then right. um, maybe they have um, some minutes for him too. I think he's a sleeper as well. Uh, yeah. I love guys with high block rates all day. So definitely, even know. if even if JV doesn't come back, I still think the Grizzlies at a center because uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. As much as I love him, he's not a good rebounder yet. He had a really really low rebound percentage. I think they want to give JJJ one more year to bulk up before they kind of transition him to a full-time five so i still think they add someone I, I still think clark would be like the seventh or eighth guy in the rotation but man he's still a fantasy sleeper for me those steal and block numbers are so juicy man for sure all right so let's move to rj barrett another guy we kind of figured out where he was going to go don't want to spend too much time on him because it's kind of an incomplete we don't really mm-hmm. know what the knicks are going to do if they're going to if they're going to like we were saying in the last pod if they totally whiff like maybe he's a sixth seventh rounder and then if they yeah. do really well you're probably looking like 10th 11th rounder right that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about. There's some holes in RJ Barrett's game, like .9 steals, .4 blocks. That's not great. Uh, he doesn't really play defense. I, I'm a Duke fan, so I watched him all year. He just kind of looks bored on that end. Doesn't really try. But you do like that he's a stat chaser. Like he'll he'll just leave his man to go get rebounds, like Russell Westbrook. So you, you do gotta like that about him for fantasy. So he's gonna be a point rebound assist guy. Like he's, he had four assists at Duke. Like the guy can play make. It's just an empty stat set, so he's you're looking at kind of like a a poor man DeRozan number uh, stat set. Does that sound right that. to you? Could make a little more threes though, right? He can shoot a little bit. Yeah, he can shoot a little bit. I think it's like thirty percent from three, but okay. uh, Duke had zero spacing that year, yeah, so I think they, the NBA will they help were him. Like second to last in threes or something. Yeah, they had yeah. no one that could shoot in that team. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about one of my favorite teams to draft. That's the Hawks. They picked up. They traded up, um, and it was reported pretty widely. Props to Jonathan Gavoni. Uh, mm-hmm. He was all over it, saying that the uh, and I'm I'm glad I put that blurb up. It was like it's kind of a weird one, but I put up that the Hawks were after DeAndre Hunter and like he just snuck it in. And I was like, oh yep. yeah, what's up? so that looked pretty smart. But anyways, um, what do you think? Um, just w- w- what do you think about the trade? Don't spend too much time on that. And then I didn't like the trade. Like, yeah, I don't either. But I don't I don't hate it. Like if that's your dude, then I don't think they got like 
totally destroyed with like to say the Suns did. Right. But if that's your dude. I, just, I don't think it's I and mean, they did give up a little bit more value than they should have, but unless they heard Hunter was going before 8, I just don't agree trading up for Hunter cuz um around the league he was he was a lot, around like 8th or ninth on big boards. Uh not much upside there. He's going to be 22 in December and he's kind of like a I'd say a two-trick pony. He's got really good on-ball defense, but the defensive stats didn't really show it. I think it was like 0.6 steals, 0.6 blocks. Like, yeah, he's really low, dude. For. So I was, yeah. talk- I was talking to Ralph about this in the last pod. He attributed that to the Virginia system, which makes sense. But still, like those are some really low – that's low production. Right. For a guy that's not going to have the ball a lot, he's going to be a 3 and D guy. So like, long story short, I'm not drafting him. Exactly. So. And where where's he gonna play in the NBA? Three or four? That's, that's kind of the question right I think now. Three. I, think three. I mean, you're not gonna play. I mean, you don't want to play Collins at straight five. Right. You hope he plays at three because they got Collins at the four. If, if he's playing the four, he's gonna be buried the first year. Yeah. So what do you think about Cam Reddish? We'll tie him into this. I uh, had some injury red flags. Some people are saying he's gonna slide pretty far, but Hawks had apparently always had an eye on him too. So they got the two guys they wanted. Man, it's so weird. Like. As a Duke fan, like I'm watching him at one game, he's like the second best player in the four. Uh, in the other games, he just looks bored. Like there was this game against Louisville where Duke comebacks from 20, and Reddish looks like an absolute star. And then the next game, he's getting blocked at the rim ten times in a row. Like you just don't know what you're gonna get. Uh, the thing I do like about Reddish is, is that injury. They said he was playing hurt for most of the year. That kind of explains it a little bit. So, man, I'm I'm super high on him though. He's like a six foot eight guy. He can pass. He can shoot. He can defend at a high level. I think this is a good pick for Atlanta, to be honest. I like this pick much more than I like Hunter. I do, too, um, based on yeah. the guy. I think Reddish, like you said, he's really talented. kind of struck me like with uh, Jamal Murray's rookie year when he played yeah. through that growing uh, double hernia thing. and um, He got better, got the surgery, and then he took off in a breakout season the year after that. So um, not I got to say this, fantasy. too. Go ahead. Uh, all these, uh, the 2020 draft class, like, all top, all the top ten players, like Anthony Edwards, were asked, "Who's the best player you've ever played against?" Every single one of them said Cam Reddish. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's he looks pretty good. So, yeah, he's got he's he talented, fantasy, man. There's fantasy, no doubt about the talent. Is he fantasy relevant? Um, I think in the second half of the season he will be. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm kind of with not it. draftable, but and second half of the does season. Does this affect sure. uh, Herder for you at all, or no? I was in on Herder probably like eleventh roundish. No, Honestly, I, I, I think Herder would be fine. I think Bazemore's gone, man. Gotta be. Yeah, he's gone. So yeah. I think Herder's going to play 30 minutes. Herder's really, really good. Yeah, he's a great shooter. Awesome fit yeah. into that team. They're, I mean, we, we give him grief for this. But it, Hunter's such a great fit to that, that team, though. Like, yeah. he's seriously perfect. I mean, long term, they got a great great young core. Trey, Herder, Reddish, Hunter, Collins at the five. Like, they're just basically a center away from having their complete rotation for the next five years. Yeah, and they're gonna—they're not gonna really add anybody either. So that's why I know you and I differ a lot on Trey Young. Yeah, and uh, I just—he like again, not more about his talent, but like he just has everything I want to pick. Mm-hmm. And like I just think the assists are such a hard category to hit. Like I much—I just think he's gonna be better in so many areas and shot forty-four percent post break. So I mean, I can see why you like him. There's not—if if you look around the league, there's not many like. High upside young point guard anymore? Are there? Yeah, like who, who am I gonna take instead? Like I don't want to take Kyrie, uh, I don't want to take um, Westbrook. I don't want him. Right. You know, like after the high, after the insane like tier guys, the guys we know for like the past five years, like Curry and all them, it's basically the young exciting point guards are Fox and Trey Young. Yeah, yeah. And kind I, of in a tier. I'm not taking Ken, so. if Kemba stays in Charlotte, I'll take Kemba over Trey. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'll still take Trey. And like it's just if you look at the the mock we did, it's on Roto World. Like it's just. The little point guard pockets, man. It's just yeah. Like you'll see, like three come off real quick, 
none for a round and a half, and then another three come off. Like it's just kind of wild. Yeah. Um, anything else on the Hawks you want to add? I don't think we really need to talk too much. Nope, I'm good. All right. Uh, so what do you think about Darius Garland? Um, five game sample. Um, better ball handler than Colin Sexton is. Better passer than Colin Sexton is. That's not really much of a compliment to him. But um, better, arguably better shooter. Pretty easy argument, I would say. I'd say much better shooter. Yeah, for sure. He's he yeah. hits the Dame lowered comps. Like I and we were talking in the chat. I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty confident. I'm going to have a lot of Darius Garland this year. Yeah, I think so. Like, I can honestly see him starting over Colin Sexton like by December. I think he's already I think he a better player. Start next player. to him though. Um, it's possible. The Cavaliers did draft a ton of wings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, how often they're going to play two-point guard lineups, but I do like Garland much more in the Sexton, especially long-term. Only saw five games of him, had that meniscus, meniscus injury, but sounds like he'll be ready for the start of the season anyway. Yeah, uh, Yeah. just threes, assists, and hopefully he keeps his turnovers down. Good shooter from the line. We could do a little bit of everything, so I'm definitely in on him. Um, new system, too. Jim Bayline's system is supposed to be like really spaced out, open the floor for him. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about Sexton, but this hurts Sexton, though. I think. I think so too. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna draft Sexton anyway. Yeah, I There's thought just about too many it. holes in this game. Yeah, for sure, no defense. Yeah, and he shot the ball great. He was great at scoring last year, but no dimes. Like it's just he's basically a, sh- uh, a shooting guard without anything special. Yeah, he had that three weeks. Was it like a month long stretch where he's hitting like 20 points every yeah. game on like 54 percent from the field? Like he had a incredible month but yeah i don't i don't really buy into that and, he, and still even over that time he was like maybe a ninth rounder yeah like when, exactly. he, when he was going strong you know like if your guy's going strong like you gotta be like top 50 <laughs> yeah but whatever works uh and then you want to talk about kevin porter jr as well um expensive uh what, yeah. three seconds and five no, million dollars was it a four second round pick was it three yeah oh yeah it was it was four somebody else was three yeah um i mean that is quite that, that that's if you're if you if you're Kevin Porter Jr., you're feeling pretty good, yeah, uh, about going to that team with the way they wanted you like that. The Shams article, like the day before the draft, said that Kevin Porter was gaining momentum as like a sneaky pick in the bottom of the lottery, and now he falls all the way to thirty. So that was definitely strange. Uh, the reason like he's not a lottery pick is they they cite off court issues, mm-hmm. maturity issues. He was suspended for reasons unknown. But this is a great gamble for the Cavaliers, man. At number thirty, you're getting a a guy who can get his own shot, good athlete. Uh, projects to be a good defender so man this is a great spot for kevin porter I don't, i'm not drafting him right now of course but definitely a name to watch during the summer league and then dylan Windler, who's insane one of the, probably the best shooter um yeah. at least uh, at least statistically he was i don't i don't really watch him obviously but um i know that he's uh the only player to have three point three point oh per game 700 points and uh 68 true shooting which is a yep. really 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 delicious number Forty-two uh, percent so, from deep two years in a row. Too. Yeah, he could shoot it, dude. Uh, so I definitely not really a fantasy pick, but uh, I just why didn't the Suns take him? Right? <laughs> could have probably lose that thirty-second pick and moved up, dude. Yeah, a little bit younger, better shooter, doesn't have red flags on both hips. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. Go to uh, Ian Clark and Drew Hanlon Belmont action. Yep. <laughs> All there right, you go. So um, Kobe White, uh, and also just before we hopped in the pod, I saw it. Uh, tweet saying that they're going to play faster this year because of Kobe White, and they got their point guard. Uh, no more Chris Dunn, although right after the draft was over, uh, they had said that they still believe in Chris Dunn. Well, I don't really buy that. So we believe in you, <laughs> but we're drafting, yeah, we're drafting your replacement, and it's hilarious that Kobe White and Chris Dunn have the same agent. 
<laughs> but I'm in on Kobe White. I, I know Roth really likes him, but yeah, I mean, he's going to get every opportunity to, to take the sport, starting point guard job. Uh, he should get some room to operate with this team. Uh, won't be a big scorer, but uh, I definitely like him. I still think the Bulls grab a point guard. I think they're going to go after uh, Ricky Rubio or Patrick Beverly, like Woj tweeted out a couple weeks ago. I don't think Kobe White starts from day one, but he is their guy. Uh, I think if they do bring in a veteran, it'll be Kobe White starting around, uh, I would say January, because this team's gonna be this team's gonna be bad again. So I think I think Rubio's going to Indiana, and I think Collison's going to Phoenix. Interesting. I just think I think Phoenix they're so hell bent on getting a point guard that can help play now. Yeah. And I don't think they're gonna get D'Lo. So True. I don't think they're gonna. Get, I don't think Rubio would want to play there. So I feel like it's a good. So then, it's a good Collison spot or or um, Corey, or Corey Joseph. Beverly. Corey Joseph. True. True. So, but if Corey Joseph goes there, then maybe they go Collison. That'd yeah, be a good spot for Collison too. I'd definitely draft him if he goes to Chicago. Yeah. Um, maybe not. It's the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jackson Hayes, we talked about. Uh, what about Rui Hachimura? Great landing spot on a terrible team. What do you think? Yeah, a one-dimensional player, really good offensively, a disaster on defense. Uh, a little bit undersized, six eight. Not a biggest fan. Like I honestly thought he'd be going around twenty. So I thought this was kind of a reach for Wizards. Like. If you're drafting uh, win now players, like that's kind of good news for Bradley Beal. That's that's kind of the takeaway for me. Like, um, if the Wizards re- were really hell bent on a rebuild, they would have took someone with more upside, like Saku Demboya. Mm-hmm. So, this pick kind of tells me that the Wizards aren't ready to completely throw everything away yet. So that's, that kind of bodes well for Bradley Beal, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a junior uh, conference player of the year. Good stats: twenty points, six boards. Uh, two dimes, a little bit of everything on 59% from the field, 74% from the line. So um, he shows he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, improved every year too. So yeah, I mean I'm in just because of his position, uh, just because yeah. of his spot. Like um, I think Portis is gone. I think the last report was five teams are after Portis. Mm-hmm. Looks like he may want to go somewhere else. Thought he did play pretty well. Jabari's um, gone. Yeah, a lot of shots available for that on that team. So um, and and Scott Brooks had already said he wants to play him in, in three positions, three, four, five. Yeah. So th- these are all things I really like to hear. Uh, again, not really just on the talent, but he's experienced. Uh, you know, coming from a good school, not too many pro Gonzaga guys out there. Sorry, Adam Morrison, but um, yeah, I'm in. He, he I'm could in. be the sixth. He could be the sixth or seventh best rookie, just because he's ready to play now. He's in a perfect situation as well. I mean, you could probably go higher, right? I mean, besides Zion, Jaw, and RJ, you could probably throw him in right after that, right? Uh, I'd go Culver before yeah. him. I'd go Brandon I mean, Clark I before over him. Culver, by the way, yeah. Um, so we'll get to him next. Um, yeah, but I think I think I don't think that's a hot take though. He's definitely in a better spot than Culver is. Yeah, I I think six or seven is probably fair. Yeah, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. he, and I think he could peak at like if everything breaks his way, he could go f- four or five. Right. Because yeah. it's rookies. Like, we've seen some guys, like, Kevin Herter kind of came out of nowhere last year. He was really good yeah. because he was in the perfect opportunity, you know? So, right. like, well, I always say opportunity could definitely trump talent. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's definitely – he has opportunity in spades, really. Yeah. Um, okay, so I skipped over Culver. Um, not getting traded, reportedly. Uh, the, the Wolves were on the phone for a while. Um, yeah. It took just to the last minute to make the, get that card in. Um, so I know you're really high in him. What, he had, like, a 32 usage rate. Really grew last year. Ball, does everything. So yeah. um, make a case for him. Um, as good as he is on offense, he's even better on defense. He ranked first in the entire country in defensive win shares. Uh, 1.8 steals, 0.7 blocks per 36 minutes. The guy just fills the stat sheet everywhere. The one question is, how is he going to shoot in the NBA? 
sorry, these autoplay ads are blaring in my ear in the background. <laughs> but the one question about him is how, how good of a shooter is he going to be? Uh, as a as a freshman, he shot like 40 plus from uh, deep, and then when he became the primary initiator, the sophomore year of the offense was just completely running through him. He kind of kind of dropped off a little bit. So that's the one concern that could hold him back from becoming like a superstar is the three point shot. But I'm confident in him, man. When you just watch him play, he just oozes talent. He's He's arguably, I'd say, my second or third prospect in this class, roughly around Jay Marat for me. He's just so, so good. Yeah, it's super well-rounded. Uh, and then you had mentioned before we hopped in the pod that they're thinking about playing Rocco at the four. Yeah. Um, so that would open up minutes. And, and this team's not deep, man. Right. Uh, I mean, they have still Gorgie still on the hook. They don't really want to play him anyways. Obviously, Cat's going to get his um, probably 38 minutes, I would say. Wiggins is not, not as good. Um, Teague's still there. He's always hurt. Um, just lacking a lot of depth, so he's in a pretty decent yeah. spot. Uh, this team is supposed to be a lot better than we thought, but um, there's a reason they traded up for him, I guess, right? Although they, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about them holding him for so long. Do you think Wiggins gets traded? I really hope so. The one thing holding me back from placing Culver like third on rookie drafts would just be, be be because of Wiggins, like the 20 plus usage rate. Wiggins mm-hmm. getting 17 or 18 shots. Like, how many games did we see last year where Derrick Rose or Wiggins were taking more shots than Carl Anthony Towns? Like, yeah, those guys are just not great for for young guys to be around. I'm I'm hoping that they'll start Culver right away with a Koji bring uh coming off the bench. Or best case scenario would be they start a Koji and Culver together for like. And, Coven- and Covington at the four for like one of the best defensive lineups in the NBA. That'd be really sick. Yeah. But to do that, they'd have to trade Wiggins, which I don't know who's going to take all that dead money. Yeah. Um, anything else there? And uh, where are you out on cap, by the way? I don't think if probably are you two, three, four. Um, you yeah, have AD. Well, let me let me get because I know you and I have talked about this. Let's talk about AD super quick. Just so that okay. that's kind of hot topic. And I know you're probably the highest. You have a number one, right? Oh yeah, number okay. one. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. The case is, is going to be the same every year. If Anthony Davis is healthy and plays 73 games, you're going to win your fantasy league. It's as simple as that. It's true. I won't argue with that. But yep. I don't think he's, I don't, there's any chance he's going to. Um, I think on the Lakers, yes. Look, he, he's fresh. He, he barely played towards the end of the year last year. Like He's going to be fresh. Um, the Lakers are going to be right in that. I want to say... I don't want to say like contender level. I'm going to say fourth or fifth in the West because it takes a That's like what you see, want. when you see yeah when you see super teams teams start to build and when I say super teams I'm assuming they're going to try and get a third star. Uh, so it's going to take a while for them to get going. I think fourth or fifth in the West and that is like the perfect situation for like fantasy because teams are still playing towards the end of the year. They're jostling for seeding. So this is the year Anthony Davis is number one player by a mile. That's my prediction. I'm just so terrified, dude. Like, I just don't. He burned me so hard last year. Yeah. And I feel like. I get, look, I get it. Yeah. Like I said, the and, question and is, I is he like going to be healthy? Him. I think they're going to yeah. rest him, too. I think they're going to rest him late in the season. Like, I think they're going to be in the playoff seating. They're not going to care about home court. And it's kind of like, why? Who cares about home court? You know, I love. I, home court's great and all, but I don't think home court. It's not like fo- football. Home field advantage is a different animal. Yeah. Like the question is, does he follow Kawhi's load management plan? That's because what I'm afraid be, of. Yeah, because does he's he? In a, he's in a he's contract. He's that here. max contract, the super max contract. He's eyeing that. Yeah. So he he wants to be healthy. So yeah, that's the question. But I think he gets the super max, healthy or not. So. But he's in a he's yeah like that's that's the main point. He's in a contract here. Like, right. That whole thing with Kyrie and Kawhi like that just terrifies me. The clutch factor like. Understandable. Yeah, it's it's definitely there's really kind of no whatever. It's just a matter of your taste. 
Right. Um, and then one other thing, I'll kind of make one more point for you. I think LeBron sets a whole lot, so I think AD is yes. going to have some monster lines during the season. Like yeah. DFS when LeBron sets, like he's going to be like 13k, and I'll still want to pay yeah. up for him. Exactly. But uh, okay, so kind of we got it out of that way. Uh, let's go back on track here. We got pretty much everybody on the lot. Anybody? Um, Tower Hero, do anything for you? Um, not necessarily. They they said this morning that uh, Goran Dragic is still the starting point guard. They still got Josh Richardson there. That team is just kind of just like a collection of bad contracts. <laughs> uh, until the Heat makes some movement, I'm not really interested in drafting a rookie there. But I do like Bam Adebayo a lot. Like, yeah, we just heard White's, Whiteside opted in for 27.8 million. It doesn't matter. Adebayo starting from day one. He's going to get his 28 minutes, and he could be. Honestly, I think his range is around 50 to 75 this year for value. I think he went Bam, 60 something in, in the draft we did and they, it was like a lot of people got kind of groaned. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, Bam went uh he went uh middle of the 6th." Yeah. That's, that's good. A, that's, that's a 10 that's a teamer. Fine. That's a 10 teamer. Yeah, that's a fine spot for him. Yeah, so just before 60, was that 57? So, yeah, do not let Whiteside scare you. Like they want him out of Miami. Yeah. They'll just eat it. Like you said they're not really in a position this year. So get Whites off off the book next year, get right. Dogger off the books next year. Maybe they even tank it a little bit, which is a very unwily un- like thing to do. Yeah, but it's kind of the thing we we gotta go. Um, and then also, um, Riley had called out uh, someone, J- uh, James Johnson, and I can't remember the other person he kind of called out. It's like they gotta Probably be Dion. better. Yeah, it's Dion. Yep, Dion Waiters. Yeah, he's like, yeah, they gotta be better. Yeah, that was interesting. They gotta get in shape too. <laughs> yeah, man, James Johnson was just so bad last year. Yeah, um, PJ Washington. Um, I know you. Ha- I think. I think you put a tweet out that you hated that pick. Um, not. It's not that I hate it. It's that the Hornets have like very little young talent. They should have swung on upside. PJ Washington is is the safest pick as you're gonna find. Like he's gonna be a really good role player for a long time. But in, in the Hornets spot, they sh- they should have swung for more upside there. Yeah, uh, it's just a safe safe pick for them. Are you in on him at all or no? Um, no, because they got Marvin Williams there. I don't see Washington playing the three early on. So, uh, second half of the season, if the Hornets are really bad, which they will be if Kemba leaves, uh, Washington could be starting around, uh, alongside Miles Bridges, and that could be a lot of fun. Are you into Miles Bridges? Uh, maybe 10th round. Yeah, that's about right. I think it's, yeah. He went a little bit later than that in a 10-teamer. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm in on him. I, I almost stuck him a couple times. If Kemba leaves, I'd go a couple rounds earlier. Yeah, he went round, yeah, round 10, 10-teamer. 10 yep. So it's kind of round 9-ish for a 12-er. Yeah. So we're in agreement there. Um, anything else? I think it kind of covers that. Uh, okay, so what about the Celtics? They apparently like short dudes. Um, <laughs> they drafted the, the shortest player at the Combine. Romeo Lank- Lankford's a super undersized two. Uh, and who am I forgetting? Uh, Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grant Williams is kind of small. They drafted another small guard. Can't remember his name. It was Romeo, and then oh, um, the Purdue guy. Oh, Car- Carson Edwards. Oh yeah, the guy Philly wanted. Yeah, yeah. So they, they drafted three short guards. Like, what's up with that? I don't know, but I, I'll tell you this: I think Grant Williams is the best pick they made at that value. Like, he's considered one of the best pure basketball players in the class. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an explosive athlete, but man. His stat set is just so juicy, man. Yeah, stats were 8-6-3. Yeah, yeah. yeah 19-8-3 dimes, 1.1 yeah. steals, 1.5 blocks on 56 yep. and 82 from, uh, on his percentages. Like, full boy. Yeah. Man, he's, he's going to be so good under Brad Stevens, man. You're talking about the smartest player in this class under under the smartest coach in the NBA. Like, 
I think Grant Williams is a sleeper pick this year. Are we going to have the law firm of Williams and Williams or what? <laughs> oh my! I love Robert Williams, man. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, I love that they got rid of Aaron Baines too. Like that just oh means God. right now the Celtics are going to enter the season with Daniel Theus and Robert Williams pending free agency. They're going to have to sign somebody, and if they, they don't, will, oh yeah, my of God, course they dude. will. Yeah. What if they don't? But but the thing about the thing about it is is, uh, is that Theus can only play 20 minutes a game. Yeah. He has he has some really bad knees, yeah, so like there's still a path for for Williams to play like 18 minutes and we've seen what he can do. Yeah, always time. needs the ice. Yeah, um, exactly. And then Robert Williams tweeted uh, last night or this morning, one or the other, uh, sometimes you got to wait. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. A little cryptic action. Maybe the wait is over for the time Lord. Yeah. Um, fitting that he's talking about waiting when he's the time Lord, but yeah. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely in on him. He's going to man, if, if, if the Celtics whiff on free agency, Oh my God, dude, I'm going to yeah. be, it's going to be like worse than me with Jared Allen last year. There were there were two players in the league with a higher block rate than Mitchell Robinson, and that was Robert Williams and Chris Buecher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still, so that can, uh, that super can small fun. sample, but I, just yeah. kind of funny uh, with him next to Jalen and Tatum, but without Kyrie and Horford, it was twelve blocks for thirty six. It was only like a thirty something <laughs> minute sample, but I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right, any others? Uh, you want to talk Celtics at all? We talked a lot about them on the last pod, so if you want to just say something, like are you I in really don't think we need to on... until we see what they do. But, but at this point, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to bring back Terry Rozier. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty obvious. You have to drafting I mean, all these guards. Yeah, but who else are they going to get? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I uh, like Romeo they... Langford's Romeo Langford's not a true point guard. I so feel like maybe that... the, the Celtics could go after um, you know the Collisons or Rubios maybe. or whatever. Maybe. I just don't see you draft all those, basically like almost like Rozier like players, like guys that can score and purely can't do much else. Yeah. Like I just feel like it's just a bad. It's just like it was just a clear message. It's like all right, we want to talk crap before well, you think Kyrie's coming back. Like you're gone, yeah. dude. I guess it'll be interesting to see what kind of Rozier we get, the 2018 version or the 2019, because that was ugly last year. Oh, he was terrible. He's I I liked him because I was I was uh, betting against Kyrie and it burned me pretty bad. Yeah. Um. Anything else on on the Boston front? Are you in on uh, you in on Tatum fourth fourth round? I think. Yeah, I I like Tatum, man. I like Tatum a lot this year. Yeah, I think he he'll probably go fourth round. Hayward, I think, is going to probably go sixth, seventh. Would you be interested there? I'm not touching Hayward. Yeah, I can't take him. Someone was saying he'd take him in five or six. A guy I respect. Uh, as right. an avid fantasy player, I was like, yeah, I can't. He went 89 just before the Horford news. Yeah. So I feel like it's... 75 is probably where he's going to go. I still probably could find better. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have, like, Jonathan Isaac or, obviously, yeah. like, I took Shea. Like, I think I think, I think I took Shea and um, um, Isaac before the Hayward pick. Shea's going to have a big year. Yeah, I'm in on, I'm in on Shea. You and I are going to sure. freaking drive his price up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Uh, Pistons, uh, Sekou Dumboo. Is that like boo-boo-boo? Dimboya. Dimboya, yeah, sorry. Love I, it. I don't know. Yeah, just a fun pick, man. Yep. I dig it, man. Pistons have zero young talent <laughs> if we're looking at the roster. So this was a great long-term pick for them. They needed to – they're going to need to reset soon. Drummond's a contract year for him. Where are we going to take Drummond, by the way? Like he was Hi, so – he was like the third best player after the break last year. Number two with the free throws uh, from in February, March, and April. Second behind yeah. Harden. If you, if you were awesome. punting, he was number one by a good margin. Like, like I said, I, I would take him over Zion. He's one of the few guys. And I would if I picked 12. And say Gobert's gone at eleven. I will all day go Drummond Zion all day. 
Oh man, that combo is so <laughs> sick. Yeah, <laughs> Talk just... about the ultimate punt free throw build. Yeah, that is dude. so sick. Get you a couple uh, low free throw shooting point guards in the next couple rounds. Yep. Like, you're chilling, dude. Oh man. <laughs> I almost want to pick late this year. Like, I, And again, like, I said um, pick eight is like where it drops off. Yeah. So if you don't pick eight, like, I feel like ninth, tenth, and eleventh are going to be the worst picks this year. Yeah. But, you know, if you pick. If you can manage to get Drummond and Zion, like you're, you just made up a whole lot of ground just by punting one category. Oh man, then you could go like Ben Simmons in round four or something. Yeah, oh my exactly. god, you can exactly. do so much with that build. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. Even even Ben Simmons in round three, like right. And yeah. You just draft a bunch of three point shooters later on. You're just yep. your team's racking up stats. That's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, every I've never done it though. I've never pulled off a successful free throw team. Huh. And I, every year I'm like I want to do it this year and I never do it. Like it's becoming more and more now that Zion's because there's not there's not that many like early picks you can start with because if well, you start LeBron's, it, LeBron's in that in that category now like he stopped hitting free throws mm-hmm. like two years ago so he's in that free punt free throw build now. Too. I don't draft LeBron. That's my other right. thing too. Yeah, that's true. So, but anyways, um, what do you think about? So he's obviously a stash Seku, right? Yeah, um, you you might be talking about a waiver wire pickup maybe in. February or something if the Pistons are bad, but you're not drafting him right now. Yeah. Um, the Magic guy, uh, Okiki. Okiki, okay, uh, he's, he's not going to play. Yeah, he's out probably for the, the All Star break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the pick though, man. Like him with, alongside Isaac on the perimeter would be a sick defensive combo. Like he was so so good in the tournament. Oh yeah. He so, carried Auburn, so that's a that's a great pick. Magic going to wait. Uh, that kind of leads me to believe that Vucevic is gone though, right? I was thinking about that. Like they're yeah. gonna, but again, like. I mean, you're drafting out of the lottery. You're not drafting starters. You know, you're drafting yeah. a bench guy. So he's a good bench four for them. Um, yeah. You know, pretty solid all around guy. He was 12, 7, 2 dimes, 1.8 steals, 1.2 blocks, 1.43s. Like a Draymond um, Light. Yeah, like a little bit of everything. Just super, super stat nice. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he'll probably be around, you know, maybe after the All Star break, best case. Yeah, he had surgery in April, so. Yeah. ACL surgery, so. He could make it back in seven, eight months, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so it's not much going on there. Uh, also, I'll add, uh, Woj said that the Celtics and Lakers could be in on Vooch, so not a given uh, that mm-hmm. Vooch is back, uh, which would kill his value if he goes somewhere else. Um, yeah. Mo Bamba would be back on the board. I took Mo Bamba with Mr. Irrelevant before uh, Robert Williams got sniped right in front of me. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm still in on Bamba. Uh, Goga. Uh, he is apparently going to play this year, and uh, Pritchard had said just now that they want to play uh, Sabonis at the four again. Hmm. Um, so Thad possibly gone. Obviously, they picked up TJ Warren, who looks like he's going to play three. Possibly Boyan's gone. Like, a lot yeah. going on here. And there's going to be value to be had on this team with no depot to start the season. Well, the, he's not lying. Pritchard's not lying. The Sabonis-Turner combo was a disaster from, like, beginning of the season until December, but it actually worked for them. Uh, towards the All-Star break. It actually worked. They were playing like 8 to 10 minutes uh, together. And that was mainly because Oladipo's injury like opened up uh, opened up things for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But So yeah, I think Goga can get those backup center minutes. But like we're talking 10 to 12, right? So like unless they move Sabonis, which is very pos- possible because I think he's in a, a contract year, they're going to have to pay him soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking 10 to 12 minutes. But as much as I love Goga, I had him like, I think he's a top 6 talent in this draft. I'm not kidding. Yeah, he's a beast. And, yeah, he can hit threes, block shots at like 3.5 per 36. Just really good, talented player. They took the best player available, so good pick for Indiana. Yeah, uh, let me see something really quick. Um, and, and really quickly, too. So I'm just on Miles Turner. I love Turner, but he had such a rocky start, and he didn't really pick it up till Depot was gone. 
So mm-hmm. I'm a little bit apprehensive to draft him just because I feel like if Depot comes back, he could kind of go into a hole again. Yeah. So I'm not like totally against drafting Turner. But I mean, it's basically. So would you rather have him or Capella? Would you, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe start leaning Turner there. I'm taking I'm taking Miles. Still. Yeah, I think I end up with the whole Rockets turmoil stuff. I had a blast with Miles last year, and it was just oh, he was awesome. on so many winning teams. It was just awesome. Yeah, he was really Loved good. Him. Let me see. I want to see what his post break number, uh, how he did with uh, Sabonis post break. Um, and then what about I took Rubio in the second to last round. I was like, and you know me, I like to take freaking sexy guys all day. Yeah, and I was like, all right, dude, I'll freaking take him. Um, yeah, of course, he's he's probably gonna land in a good spot, man. There's yeah. like four or five teams that really need a point guard right now. I think so, and he's you know steals. Obviously, he'll kill you in field goal percentage. Yeah. Um, should did it reset my? No, it didn't. Uh, so yeah, after the break, they were plus five point eight net rating together. Uh, nice. Over eight point six minutes per game over fifteen games, so that's a pretty good sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, um, Turner was minus. 4.1 when he was by himself without Sabonis. Hmm. So, yeah, it worked. I mean, we're talking about Turner, too, about to enter his prime. Like, he's still super young. He's getting yeah. better. Like, I'm, I'm still taking Turner around, too. Yep. Two? Yeah, of yep. course. Uh, So, you, you said is, Zion, is, though, right? Yeah, I'm taking Zion round two as well. Yeah. Miles Turner's round two player for me. See if I could he, was, he was around that top 15 range for a long time yeah, last year. Yeah, I guess year. I think about it. I probably would, too. Yeah. I'd take him over Embiid. T- you yep. take Gobert though, right? Um, it depends on it depends on my first round pick. Okay, but Miles Turner's super close to Gobert, man. Yeah. Um, Drew... you, you gotta you gotta consider that Gobert literally couldn't hit a free throw for like three months last oh, year, dude, and that was super me. frustrating. Yeah, that one, that, he had one weekend where I think he shot like one of like thirteen. <laughs> yeah. I was. Were you off with me that night? We were doing yeah, blurbs, I was. and I was like, and that's, and that's why I'm going Turner. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered that wasn't good for my health. I was so I'm losing it, Turner dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you're right. In the second yeah. round. I mean, Easier I to take, build around, man. I would that's take him over Jimmy. I would take him over Westbrook. I would take him over yep. Kyrie. Yeah, I guess yep. so. Dude, the second round such a it's so hey. Ridiculous. By the way, Westbrook would be a good turnaround for a Zion Drummond. There you go. Yeah. So That'd be really good. Yeah, so uh, he won't fall that far though. Probably not. No, he, yeah. he's always over. You can't really take Drummond at like you can't take Drummond of those top eight dudes. Yeah, it's if, true. If you kind of you know if you take him over, I guess you could take him over Paul George if you really wanted to, mm-hmm. or Dame if you really wanted to. I wouldn't though. But um, anyways, um, okay. So let's move on. or if you're in a deeper league and maybe you can't get both, you know, Drummond yeah. and Westbrook together would be good if you're in like a yeah. sixteen teamer. I don't think I don't think you'd get Zion falling back to you if you're picking tenth and what is that twenty something, right? So, twenty one. Anyways, um, good on Pacers. Any other takes? We're good. Cool. Uh, let's see. We, we'll kind of skip around here now. Um, Spurs. Uh, Lucas Samanich. Nothing really doing. Man, they say he's going to come over next year. I don't buy that. I don't either. He's he's super raw, man. Yeah. If anything, he won't be playing. On, he'll be playing G League or something. Right. Yeah, uh, Matisse Thybulle. I love this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like I said. I like blocks and stuff. So yeah, I thought when I looked at Brandon Clark's numbers, like there's no way anyone's better like steal block percentage wise. But I looked at Thybulle, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> three point five blocks, two point. I'm sorry, three point five steals, two point three blocks in thirty one minutes per game. Yeah, insane. So he reminds me of uh, a particular Sixer I was after doing the trust the process years. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Covington. Nah, the guy who had good block numbers as a as a wing. Samson? KJ, Not Samson. KJ McDaniels. 
Oh, okay. The Clemson <laughs> guy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I missed that dude. That yeah, guy was fun. <laughs> that was my guy. But um, kind of similar, right? Just defensive stats all day. But the minutes yeah. aren't going to be there. He was uh, Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. Like, just great pick for Philly, though. Yeah, I think. Well, honestly, if you look at Philly's bench, assuming they bring all their guys back, like they were giving minutes to James Ennis last year. It's not out of the question that Tibble plays like 24 minutes. Like they're he's ready to play right dude. now. They're gonna be a lot like the Warriors. They're gonna just have yeah. like their studs and just scrap. And this guy's NBA yeah. ready. So like if if they get Butler back and Butler gets hurt again, maybe we're looking at picking up Thibault sometimes. Right. Yeah. So I'm down with that. Uh, anything else? Any Philly takes you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I thought it was weird that they basically traded their second-round picks and then traded back for more second-round picks. Like, I don't think Elton Brand really knew what he was doing during that draft, but yeah. I'm okay with Tibble. I think he's a great pick. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think Darius Baisley gets either traded from OKC or... I, I like that pick. He's yeah. the guy that sat out the entire year, and uh, he played that one combine game. Man, he looked really, really good. Bouncy. He's like super, yeah, super bouncy. He can handle the ball, too, at 6'9". Like, that's a really good pick for OKC. Yeah, you look at him, and it's like, yo, this guy plays the four. Right. But, like, yo, he just moves really well. He's long. Yeah. I, I like this guy, but not really NBA ready yet. Kind of like a, right. uh, Anthony Simons kind of a yeah, wing, nice you know, stash. guy who, like, looks like he's going to be good eventually. Yeah, exactly. But, and, by the way, um, what about Anthony, Anthony Simons? Could he get somewhere, like, kind of fun? I love that little last game he had. It was Maybe, baller. man. What did he have, like, 35 points in that last yeah, game of the season? That was... Him and Grayson Allen were, like, DFS Yeah, specials. and the exit interviews, too, uh, Dame was calling Anthony, like, Portland's, uh, what do you call it, eventual starter. Like, he was saying he's going to be, like, the heir to the throne, basically. Like, he was pumping him up hard in the exit. Yeah. Interview. He really he's, likes he's him. He's a talented dude. Yeah. Uh, so, we talked about, t- are you in on Ty Jerome with the Suns at all, or no? No, I I still think the Suns add a, a veteran point guard I here. Me too. I'm just off the Suns pretty much entirely. Yeah. Even if it's a boring guy like Corey Joseph, like I still think Joseph would start on that team. Yep, I agree. They they definitely want to have a veteran presence there. Yeah. Um, Nazir Little, one of the main slides, uh, Shams had said that he was going to go seven or eight, uh, right? As high as seven or eight, he falls all the way to twenty five. Uh, yeah. Not a great spot for him. Um, no. But the he may get minutes though because the Blazers are really cap tight. So maybe if he balls out, he could find bench minutes on the wing. Yeah, I believe Hood, uh, Aminu, uh, Seth Curry, they're all free agents. So you never know. Maybe like an 18-minute guy. Yeah, at best case. But at at be- yeah, at best you guys, case. You need- well, Harkless gets hurt a lot. True. So maybe him too. Um, let's see. Okay, Any- can we talk about a, a second-round guy maybe? Um, any, any guys that stood out? Yeah, the I mean, other yeah, we can. Okay, I don't really see anybody else that's worth talking I about. I got Nicholas Claxton is yep. very interesting long-term. Uh, a six foot ten center out of Georgia. Uh, they had no uh, guards that were good in that team, so they were literally running offense through him at times, like two point seven assists. Like this guy is really, really good. Kind of raw, kind of skinny. Uh, gonna get pushed around. I don't know if he's gonna be the backup center right away behind Jared Allen. I know that they were targeting one in free agency, but he's just a really good long term pick for Brooklyn, man. I really like that one. Um, I think he's this besides um, Ball Ball. I think he's the second tallest guy to get drafted. Uh, at the combine, mm-hmm. uh, seven three wingspan, thirty seven inch vert, so he checks vertical boxes all day. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked him, man. I'm, as a as a Nets fan, I, I was pretty happy with that pick. Yeah, uh, more of a dynasty stash, but that was for a sure. really great pick for them. Yep. Um, so moving on, uh, Casey Okpala. I, I thought that was a good pick, um, which is again the, the Suns pick. That, right. Like, who I th- who I think is a better talent than Cam Johnson is. <laughs> nice. well, I'm not exactly an expert, but I thought I thought was pretty You're not nice, wrong. man. 
Yeah, he didn't start playing player. ball until he was like in his teens, and he just really blossomed last year. So he's going to the Heat, correct? Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, that's actually a good spot for them if they if they kind of blow up their roster this year, could get some minutes. Yep. But right. I do like Derek Jones Jr. He's kind of a sleeper for me in Miami. We need to keep that kind of under the radar. Oh, I yeah. love Derek Jones. Oh man, Jones Jr.'s uh, steal plus block rates are insane, dude. I love him. He's just been so inconsistent, dude. And I just hate Spo's rotation. Man, but they had to interview. Uh, they uh, Ira went and interviewed uh, Bam uh, at, at some charity event, and he said, "Watch out for DJJ. He looks unbelievable this off season." Man, so we saw that him was really... summer league. He was one of the best players in summer league last year. Yeah. So, so I'm excited about him. I can't him. imagine he's been playing summer league again. No, no he way. He shouldn't even played summer league last year. <laughs> exactly. I'm so pumped for summer league, by the way. There's, and I'm, although no jaw, no cam, like yeah, probably no bull bull either. Yeah, probably not. Like it's just a lot of guys. Not no jaw kills me. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I really sucks. wanted to watch him. Um, who else we got? Anybody? And just throw out anybody here that um, tickles your fancy here. What about the um, what, about, what about the Warriors? Because they're gonna have no depth, uh, and they had a kind of a bold pick. A lot of groans in our Slack channel when yeah. a lot of guys available. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. being, I thought they were gonna take Porter Jr. there. Uh, I did too. But take Jordan Poole instead. So I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, they they the obviously thought, must feel pretty highly of him. Yeah, the thought process here is that he was the best, the second best ISO score on the board uh, behind Kevin Porter Jr. So they're just looking for. Someone kind of in that Patrick McCall role from like two years ago. Someone just to create instant offense off the bench. So he could legit be the ninth rotation guy just because there's no one in Golden State right now. Yeah, they're going to be so, so thin. Yeah. Um, they also took Eric Pascal, who's um, LeBron had called him Baby Millsap. Uh, Interesting. For kind of, he's not exactly, from what Roth is telling me, he doesn't really play right. the same way as Millsap does. He's kind of a more of a face-up kind of a player. But yeah, uh, he, he looks pretty good from what I've seen. He's a pretty good stat guy too. Yeah. I didn't see much of him in college, so I can't say that. Yeah, but so, uh, just to give you a stat line: uh, seventeen point six boards, two dimes, point uh, seven steals, point five blocks, and two trays. Yeah, big minutes. Speaking, 36, speaking oh, of weird comparisons, though, real quick, Chauncey Billups, what are you doing calling Rui the next Kawhi Leonard? That was the worst comparison I think I've ever heard in my lifetime. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Uh, that was usually <laughs> if you don't. It's better if you don't like. I don't watch a lot of college, so I, I don't try to pretend like I do. And like yeah. that's what he was doing. Like, don't do that. Just yeah, stay really in, stay in your lane. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I don't. I don't have this, too much disrespect for for Chauncey and most right. of those guys. But like, dude, come on, man. Yeah. If if you don't if you watch like a YouTube clip of a guy, don't go on national TV <laughs> making comps like that. By the way, I like this pick uh, for the Warriors. Uh, Alan Smilicic, dude. David Griffin deserves a ton of credit. David Griffin knew that the Warriors got this guy last year and stashed him in the G League. They didn't let Smelagic go to the G League showcase just because they wanted to hide him for the draft. Yeah. Dave Griffin knew it. He picked him and made the Warriors trade for him. It's amazing, amazing job by Griffin to yeah. do that. Youngest player ever to play in the G League. Yeah, so, and he looks so. really good too, by the way. Yeah, nasty. A tall dude with some crazy good skill set. Yeah. A passer, from what I've seen again. Not from the yeah. He, 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 he's, uh, he, he compares to Kawhi. What about the uh, the Lakers picking up Tht uh, Yeah, Tucker. I thought that was a good pick. That was a really good pick. A lot of people had him graded as a first round prospect too. Even I saw him in a couple uh, lottery drafts. So that's really really good pick for them. Uh, We knew they wanted to buy a second round pick because right now they're going to have two uh, three players on their roster, assuming they move those three fringe guys. So this is a great pickup for them. Just buying a second round pick. Good job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and anything else here? Uh, I I always like Jordan Bone because I love guys who just light up the uh, the combine yeah. numbers. He's super fast. Yeah. 
And did you see that video of him celebrating getting picked? That was really cool. Yeah, I do. Hamadou oh, Diallo type uh, athleticism there too. So yeah. just an upside pick. Poor Bull Bull, by the way. I was going to say, let's end on Bull Bull. <laughs> yeah, that was just sad to watch, man. He just left the room. Looked like he wanted to cry. Did you, so he had to do like this little social media thing. Yeah. Like, it was like one yeah. more describe your game. And it said finesse. And it was like a yeah. little five-second video. But whoever cut the video, like cut it a split second late. Yeah. And like Bull's face just went like this. And he looked over to the side. It's not, I, I, I still don't have my Twitter if you want to look at it. Like, yeah, he I just looks it. like so sad, dude. It's like oh, he wanted man. to get out of there. So oh yeah, fast. man. Oh, that's right. Like, but that's, that's a great spot, man. For, for Denver's medical staff's top top notch, man. I think he's gonna redshirt his entire rookie year. Nugget's gonna be super cautious with him. Add some weight to his frame. Make sure he's healthy. But that's a, that's a great pick at forty four, man. Two years in a row, they get a guy that has super high upside. They're gonna probably sit him for a while. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Man, that that team is just so they draft so well. Yeah, and can we say this too? If every single player in this draft hit their potential, Bull Bull would be the second best player. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. He's insane. He's basically Porzingis. Yeah. So so ceiling second best player floor. He's out of the league in two years because of injuries. Yeah, less than so. he may not even see the league, man. Yeah, exactly. That, that so even an issue. Great value, forty four though. For sure. All right. Um, anything else? I, did you did you nope. get a chance to read the uh, the mock up? Any, any takes from you? You weren't able. I couldn't get in touch with you, so yeah, I, I do it without you. Going all morning. I wanted to get it done on Monday, Tuesday. So um, I've got the mock fever, so we'll be definitely doing some more soon, yeah, especially yeah. when free agency hits. Oh yeah, that's just going to set the market for all the players. Yeah, I can't. It's going to be so crazy, dude. Yep. But, can't um, wait. Dejounte. Let me throw a couple hot names at you first. Okay. Uh, Dejounte. I t- I passed on Dejounte to take Jonathan Isaac and Jamal Murray. Do you agree with that move? Um, I know you're high. Sure, high I, too. sure. If 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 a player's gonna miss an entire year with an ACL, you might as well try to get him at a good value. Yeah, he right? went two picks after that. Yeah, and had so. he come back, I would have still considered. I'm definitely taking Shea over Dejounte though. I think I, I think, think so too. Agree. Um, um, especially a San Antonio, knowing how they like to rest injured guys. Yeah, so could he's definitely great, see some He's DPs. already going through four and four. So yeah, that's that's yeah. great news for him. Um, I, honestly, right now, if if I had a chance, um, I'd probably take him over Ubre. I, I would Ubre. too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that opportunity, but um, I was really excited to draft Ubre. Okay, uh, a bunch of the... people in my fantasy leagues were asking me this question: Did Doc reach at Mitchell Robinson at number twelve? Uh, Eleven, yes, he did. Okay. That, right now, he did. Right. But, like, if the Knicks again, if they don't draft anybody, I don't think that's a terrible pick. Yeah, I got him in the second round firmly. Uh, yeah. After the All Star break, fourteenth in the entire league in twenty four minutes. Like we know. This guy is going to be an absolute monster. It just even, depends on what the Knicks do. Even if you go in a smaller sample, like the last like seventeen games, it's like eighth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just because like his block numbers are so ridiculous. So good. Um, let me see some other hot takes. Uh, legs took Oladipo on the fifth. I assume that's a hell no for you. That's a definite no yeah, for me. I wouldn't take him in a hundred. Even he's. I, I'm assuming that was before we got the news that Oladipo had missed the first two months of the season. So knowing <laughs> that he won't be back until around December. Honestly, you're taking him like 11th, 12th. But we knew that anyways. <laughs> I feel like, anyways. I don't know. There was there was some reports like last month where people were thinking, hey, he might be ready this season because he's like legit sprinting in the gym. So yeah. like, I can I can understand what he was thinking there. Yeah. What the, uh, I took Demarcus at 40. I was pretty happy with that. Depends on where he goes, but for yeah, sure, that's right now. 40, yeah, he could move up to around early third, I think, maybe second right. if it's like a perfect situation. Look, I know he had his moments last year, but. 
man, DeMarcus looked way better than they thought he would coming off an Achilles tear. Pretty I'll sure. say that. Yep. Way better. And I still got Draymond at 41. I thought that was a crazy oh, steal. Oh, man. The Curry-Draymond combo is going to be so good for fantasy yeah. next year. He legit has top 12 production per game. Oh, him, I think. for sure. Almost no triple-double with defense and good shooting on yep. the playoffs. Yep, exactly. All right. So I think that's pretty much it for the, uh, the day. We're at an hour now, so I figured that was the most- <laughs> It's draft day. We always go long after draft. So, all right, um, we have a ton of content on Roto World. We're doing like six or seven post draft columns and winners, losers, um, changes to teams. I'm writing a deep dive on Zion uh, that's coming out tomorrow. I'm really pumped to write that. I'm gonna do that today. Um, we have a John Morant deep dive coming out. We 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 live for this kind of stuff. Is all I'm trying to say. So you guys just yep. keep it locked on Roto World. I'm really pumped for the off season. Like I said in the last pod, uh, it's gonna be great. So. Uh, You guys enjoy your weekend, and thanks for coming on, man. All right, thanks, Mike.